Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, joined here by my fantastic co-host, Bree Tucker. Why, hello, hello, everybody. How are you? <laughs> we're just like, we're hanging in today. It's nice out. It's finally nice in Arizona. I'm sure like everyone back east is like, shut up. But <laughs> I know, I know. It's rough to say that out here. Nice happens for us like one month out of the year. Yeah, it's like, The rest of the year, it's just weird. Well, like our standards for nice too. Like I, I think it would get us punched by East Coasters because yeah. like Brie and I are like, oh my gosh, it's so cold outside. And it's like 45. Right. Well, okay. What I can't, the, the one thing that, that, irritates me. I'm not going to say can't stand because trust me, the summers are what I cannot stand. Yeah. But the thing that irritates me about the desert is the fact that like you get up in the morning and it's in the 30s, high Mm -hmm. 30s, but mind you, but still it's in the 30s. And then by the afternoon, it's like 80. Yeah. (laughs) Just like make up your mind, nature. Uh, Yeah. It's hard. You have to layer. You have to layer. We learn how to layer here for sure. And I go to work in the morning and I have my heater on and my seat heater (laughs) on. And then if I forget to turn it off and I get in the afternoon, I'm like, oh my God, I'm dying. I'm melting. It's funny. It's totally funny. I've started preheating. Well, today was the first day I preheated the house for you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. My fingers. It gets a little cold. Yeah, my fingers would turn blue occasionally. We both turn blue because it's 66 inside. I know, right? (laughs) We're such (laughs) desert dwellers. We have like no internal temperature regulation. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's all good. We're lizards. We're lizards. It's all good. It's all good. Glorious. So today we are talking all about the difference between punishment and consequences. And it's like an interesting difference because some people equate them to be the same thing. It's like, oh, you haven't done your homework. Here is your consequence of getting your electronics taken away. And that's not what it is at all. Right, right. And it's it's funny, too, how sometimes when we're doing these things, when we do them emotionally. Mm-hmm. We do do them emotionally. They yes. tend to not be the most effective. No. So we are going to uh, talk about the four R's of consequences. It's how you know if it's a consequence instead of a punishment. And we'll also show you how like you're not being soft by doing consequences and like taking away punishment. Because that's a frequent like worry that they're being like soft and not firm as parents. Permissive is permissive a big word we is, hear a yes, lot. Yes. And this is is not permissive. This is more about respecting the child, building the child's self-esteem, and teaching. Teaching problem-solving skills and teaching them the ability to be able to make these decisions about what is right, what is wrong, what's acceptable without someone standing over them and pointing it out. Yeah. So we hope that you enjoy this episode. Hey, if you really, really want to get your kids off screens and playing more with each other, come and download our free sibling adventure log. It has five fun missions that siblings can do together, play together, have a positive time together, and, uh, you know, get off the screens for a little bit. So you can find that at noguiltmom.com backslash sibling dash adventure dash log. And now, on with the show. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids, and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible, and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. 
So consequences versus punishment. You know, consequences are something that I discuss with my kids a lot. And we like discuss the difference because they come to me and they say things like their friends have been grounded because like they did something or other and grounded is a punishment. And they're like, we don't get grounded. I'm like, no, no, you don't get grounded. Um, so we have a lot of discussions about that. So well, it's funny. Great. Okay, I love that part. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny how it, the semantics, but I want to hear the story. Here. But, <laughs> so I can, I, I'm very interested. You're like bubbling. My, my kids are quick to point out what is a consequence and what is a punishment. And so like my son gets in the car in the afternoon. He's like, mom, so-and-so's parents need to listen to your podcast because they are using punishments <laughs> and not consequences. And I'm here going, oh my gosh, mom's not going to have any friends at school. We're going to be like, oh, it's that lady again. It's that lady. <laughs> but it's, it's interesting because there is a difference between consequences and punishment. And like you found some great definitions to describe the difference between the two. Oh, yeah, right. So like technically, a consequence is the actual result of a direct effect of an action. You know, it's it's the goal. And our goal for giving consequences is to teach our child a lesson, mm-hmm. which is what discipline is. It's, it's about teaching. So again, it, when you're using a consequence, it's supposed to lead a child towards making more positive choices. The difference there is that a punishment, I mean, if you go by the actual definition of the word punishment, it's defined as suffering, pain, or loss that serves as retribution. And the goal of punishment, we all know, is to inflict pain, mm-hmm. not necessarily physical pain, but emotional pain. Like we want someone to feel the downside of that choice. Yeah. It's like the underlying assumption that in order to change behavior, you have to feel pain because of your behavior. Right. Like one of my most favorite sayings I ever got from uh, Dodie Blumberg, who was in our Positive Discipline uh, podcast episode 12, uh, when I was going through my Positive Discipline training was, where did we ever get the crazy idea that in order for kids to behave better, they have to feel bad first. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that's totally right. But it's kind of how we were raised in the 80s. I mean, positive discipline was not a thing when our parents were parenting. Like, what was the thing? I think it was like Dr. Sears or Dr. Spock. And was not only babies. I think it was was Dr. Spock because that was, yeah, that was babies. But Mm -hmm. I mean, but still it was just, it was, and I do find it interesting because that that really was like the cultural norm. Like, all of us got grounded. Uh, Yeah, we all got grounded. All of us have stories about like getting spanked and whatnot. I mean, that mm-hmm. was just how it went. Now, granted, I think I'm a pretty keen person. I think I'm pretty cool. I yeah. think I turned out okay. I yeah. think my parents did did a great job with me. Mine as well. Mm-hmm. But I want to do better with my kids. Yeah. Well, the thing with punishment kind of in the 80s is that the goal was really like compliant behavior. Right. It was, you know, I, I actually heard like kids should be seen and not heard. Like, you know, Ooh, that kind ouch. of thing. And it was the goal of getting kids to listen and respect authority. And today, that is not the goal anymore. Right. We want to have individuals that can think through things, that can yes. problem solve on their own and make up their own mind. And we don't want people who blindly follow authority. No, no. I'm going to pause this. You know, I don't want anybody to feel like we've got this down perfect. No. If you were to talk to either of my children, they will tell you there are plenty of times where they did something and my answer was, that's it. You're grounded. We're all you're just grounded for like the next month. 
And then like an hour later, I'm like, go outside, go play with your friends. And they're like, I thought it was great. I'm like, I can't take you anymore. Go outside, go play with your friends. Like we, we all have had those moments. It's the emotional situation. Yes. I'm more of a hold it all in and explode myself person. Like I don't explode outwardly. I'm more like keep it all inside and I shut down. I'm like ice queen when I get very, very, very mad. Oh, yeah. yeah. And which yeah. isn't as good either because kids see that and they're like, oh my gosh, like I made my mother mad and like, I broke my mom. I broke my mom <laughs> and she is withholding love and I need to do this to get the love back, which is not a good thing. Well, it is and, not. And neither is exploding. So we're, we're just giving like two <laughs> two opposites of the pendulum there of like the reactions that, that we have as parents. And the first thing we're going to tell you in this is that it's okay. Mm-hmm. We all make mistakes. Mistakes. Yes. Another great positive discipline thing. We uh, Mistakes are wonderful opportunities to learn. They are. They're so wonderful opportunities. Right. So that's why like, we try to give like, whatever tools that Joanne and I have. Mm-hmm. And, and one big one before we get into the four hours is going to be try not to make your decision about punishing or doing consequences. And I'm hoping you'd go towards consequences, not punishing. Try not to make that decision in the moment when your emotional capacity is like you're just like flames coming out of your head. Yeah, you are allowed to cool down. Like you do not Mm -hmm. have to make decisions when you are totally upset and feeling like you are going to blow. Like I don't know where that came from either. It's like you had to have the answer right away. And that's just not like you can't make decisions in the heat of the moment like that. I feel like some of it comes from the advice that if you wait too long for a consequence, children won't be able to put the two together, which yeah. is true. Like you can't give a child a consequence a week and a half later and expect them, a small child, expect them to remember what happened. Or That's even, true. Yeah, right. But that doesn't mean you have to decide right there in the moment. No. Five minutes later, 10 minutes later, if you need that to calm down, you'll be making a better impact than you would if you had done it in the moment. Even a couple of hours later, if you say right at the get-go, okay, I need to cool down. I need to cool down right now. And I need the space to cool down. If you tell your kids that you are taking that space to cool down, like not only will you not make a decision based on emotion, but you're also giving your kids permission to cool down yes. in their own lives before they take action. Which we all want them to do. Yeah. But but we've got like this great, like I'm jumping over to the, the four R's because like oh. if you're able to utilize the four R's, then you don't have to worry so much about this trying to make the decision in the moment mm-hmm. because you already have steps in place. Yes. So the four R's of consequence. Consequences. This is how you can tell if you have a consequence and not a punishment. I've been looking for simple ways to form healthy habits and get the nutrients my body needs even on busy mornings. And oh my gosh, has it been busy lately. And that's why I decided to give AG1 a try. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day, and it makes me feel energized. Even like I still add the coffee on there because I like it a lot. AG1 tastes really good too, and I enjoy my glass every single morning. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. 
Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com forward slash NGM. That's drinkag1.com forward slash NGM. Check it out. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the TILT Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. So the first one is related. Okay, tell us more about related. So the consequence should be related to the misbehavior. So like sending a kid to bed or taking away their screen time because they were like riding a bike in the street. Those two things, they're not related. Right, right. Yes, exactly. I'm trying to think of something where we had that before too. And I'm coming to grades like, okay, you can't go do anything with your friends until your grades get better. Okay, so taking away all social interaction isn't necessarily going to make those grades get better. (laughs) No, they're not related. So we always want to make sure that the consequence is related to the misbehavior. With grades, I mean, if a child has bad grades, first of all, it might not be under their total control. They don't have a skill or something is missing there that they need help in. So it's not a situation for punishment in bad grades. It's a situation of, okay, like, what do you need help in? And kind of looking at it with the child instead of going right to that punishment. Right. It's about sitting down. Let's talk about it and figure out what the cause is. It's so, being that detective. Yes. Figuring yes. out the reasons behind the behavior and fixing those instead of trying to like put like this Band-Aid on it, which doesn't fix it. Right. Right. So the first one, we're going to make it related. There we go. And then the second one is respectful. Ooh, this one's important. It needs to be respectful to the child. So a lot of times when we get really heated, we yell. Right. And I know that when someone's yelling at me, I don't always listen to them all that much. I don't always have a real open mind to what they're putting out there because they're yelling at me. And you have to like shut down almost like emotionally shut down if someone's yelling at you just to protect yourself. True. True. Yeah. There's no place for learning when the consequences are not respectful of the child because they will just clam up, they will get defensive, or they'll shut down. You know what I, I immediately go to when I think about the yelling, which which tends to be the most common skip up for us as parents when it comes to being disrespectful. We're yelling or we're saying things in a mean tone or we're being accusatory. I always run back and in my head, I hear Charlie Brown. Yeah. Wah, 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 wah. All the adults in that whole series. Wah, 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 wah. And that's probably what my kids hear. 
Yeah, and you know what? Something else that isn't respectful. Do you remember dunce caps that were really big in movies, like yeah, in like the sixties? Like that is an example of a disrespectful consequence. Uh, do you remember when you were a kid having to write your name on the board? Yes, yes. Yeah. I had a, okay. This still okay. Brie hangs on to, to nuggets in her life. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a real person that hangs on to a ton of stuff. But this one stuck with me. Yeah. In kindergarten, I had to write my name on the board because I started writing the letter M before the teacher said go. <gasps> No. And that like scarred me for where I just was sat quietly in class the rest of like all of my schooling. I never spoke up. I never did a thing without being told first because I was so mortified for having to do that. It makes you shut down. It does. It's horrible. You know what? When I was in the classroom and I'm like not proud of this now, if I knew then what I know now, I would not use this as a behavior thing. But I had this chart in the back of my classroom where you could be like in the green zone or the yellow zone or the red zone. And they still use those. And and if kids did something, they would have to go and move their clothespin down to the zone. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so disrespectful of the child and how humiliating and do you know what it didn't change behavior at all like the kids you had your yellow kids you had your green kids and you had your red kids always there was no change in behavior so it didn't even work right but a lot of people fall back to those techniques but they are not respectful so they're not an example of a consequence i love the point of you saying like i know more now had i known then what i know now isn't aren't those isn't that the famous phrase for parents Mm -hmm. you know if i had known then what i know now yeah or just every adult i think we we all live by that well you know the more you know the more you know if you are one of my former fifth graders who's listening to this podcast i am sorry (laughs) virtual hugs i am so sorry i should not have done that (laughs) but you know hey we're learning and we're we're building so so we have two r's now related and respectful Third one, reasonable. I like reason. Does it make sense? Does it make sense? Does the punish... Well, I, it's hard to say that that saying because it's like, does the punishment fit the crime? Well, we're not talking about punishments here. We're talking right. about consequences. But if you have that in the back of your head, like, is it too big of a consequence for what happened? Like, if you're... Overreaction. It's an overreaction. Yeah. If your kid, like chased a ball into the street and they were like no cars coming whatsoever is it reasonable to ground them for a week right because the whole point of this is to allow children the opportunity to correct their behavior Mm -hmm. while the lesson is fresh in their mind that is the whole point of this if you're immediately overcorrecting and taking away the opportunity whatsoever then they're never going to learn what they were supposed to do next. Yeah, and I know that kind of thinking. I mean, those things happen because you're like, okay, if I make the consequence so big, then they will never do it again. Maybe, maybe that'll happen. But usually you find that you'll have to give that same consequence over and over again, and there'll still be misbehavior that happens. And then what you find is they start being sneaky. Yes, because they don't want to get caught. And they start hiding things and trying to get away with things. And if they're tweens, they turn off the tracking on their device so you can't (laughs) see where they are. We are not speaking from personal experience whatsoever. (laughs) But they'll do that. So it's good to know that, you know, reasonable consequences. Right. Because again, chances are, if you're listening to us, you do want to have that relationship with your kids where they do know that they can come to you when they've made a mistake. Mm -hmm. They do know that they can come to you for guidance and for support. And when we tend to overcorrect, 
and we don't have that reasonable consequence, like you were just saying, like they will avoid coming to you out of fear of having an overreaction or getting in trouble. And I think that all of us can think back to at least one time in our childhood where we did something that we were like, ooh, I done really messed up right here Mm -hmm. and needed help, but didn't actually reach out for it. So I can think of one time that for me, the consequence was unreasonable as a child. It wasn't my parents. It was actually at my elementary school. And what had happened was, so we had all of our lunch boxes in the Ramada and in someone's lunchbox, uh, I won't mention her name, but her mom was also a teacher at the school. I saw in her lunchbox, she had this like macaroni and beef dish. And I was so excited because my grandma makes us macaroni and beef. Like she makes, made it for us every week. And I was like, oh my gosh, someone else like makes it too. Little did I know this is actually called hot dish and it's a big Midwestern thing. But at the time I was like, oh, somebody else knows this. <laughs> so I, I take it out of her lunchbox and I show her and I'm like, look, my grandma makes this too. And I was just being like an overenthusiastic second grader. That's all I was doing. Well, guess what? She went to her mom and she told them that I was stealing stuff out of her lunchbox. Oh, no. They would not even like they they wouldn't even consider my like side of the story. The teachers and I got after school detention for a month. (gasps) Yeah. No. And I I never heard this story. I didn't tell my parents. And actually, um, my mom found out another way. And she's like, if you were hungry, you could have told me. And I'm like. I wasn't hungry. I was You're like, that wasn't it at all. I was so excited to show this that like, but it was an unreasonable consequence. And because of that, like, first of all, it showed me that, hey, this girl's not to be trusted. And I totally, <laughs> I remember her full name. Don't you like it? <laughs> So that's the first thing it taught me. Um, and the second thing it taught me was that like these adults at the school didn't care like they didn't care about my opinion right it taught you that you probably couldn't 100% trust them exactly yeah which is which is awful we none of us want that to be the situation with our kids Mm -hmm. so yeah I can't believe I've never heard that before oh Oh, my goodness I hold that one close to my heart yeah oh man it makes me so because also like I also had like body image issues and so just the fact that they thought I was stealing food made me oh it's so bad it hit you on so many levels that they could have never known like because they didn't listen I'm close to tears right now just thinking about it so like yeah Ugh. reasonable consequences. Okay, so we have our three R's. We have related, respectful, reasonable. What is that fourth R? We have revealed. Okay. Revealed. So this is all about not punishing in the heat of the moment so that kids know consequences and what they are in advance. Right. This was one that we talked about. Like um, I was debating with you about where we would put this one in, in the podcast because I'm like, on one hand, I feel like it needs to go first because you need to know that no matter what consequences you choose, that they are revealed in advance. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, you made a really good point that you still need to have the consequence first before you can even talk about having it be revealed. Mm-hmm. So. It was an interesting place. It does well for like repeated behavior. So Mm -hmm. like if kids go through something and they make a a decision that may impact their safety or may impact like respect of others, like say, say it's like a chore thing, even where they don't do their chore on time and Mm -hmm. you discuss with them, you're like, okay, well, how, how can you figure out how to do your chores on time? Or like, what's the consequence for not doing chores on time? And... I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. 
Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. <laughs> well, you're, Amy, more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell, Laughing in the Face of Motherhood, wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy The Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of The Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. They agree that, okay, well, I need to get my chores done before I do this. So like in our house, it's like, I need to scoop the cat litter before I watch a Roblox video on TV. Right. And so the consequence there actually is basically something that we refer to in this field as an if then. Yeah. When or then. If, oh, sorry. When then. Sorry. When then. Yeah. Yes. So like when I scoop the cat litter, then I can watch Roblox so that they know that, okay, I can't watch Roblox until I scoop the cat litter. Right. So you're not taking away screen time. No. You're just pointing out to them when it comes in. When it comes in. So right. if the cat litter box isn't scooped, you could then go in and be like, so like you said that you agreed not to watch Roblox until you scoop the cat litter. And yet here you are in the couch and watching Roblox. here you are. Well, I don't say here you are because that's going to start a fight. <laughs> I just, I just let it, I let, I leave Wait, it there and let him come to his own conclusion. That's Bree's passive aggressiveness. <laughs> Ask my kids. Passive aggressive. <laughs> that needs to be a superhero. Passive aggressive girl. Oh my gosh, that would be funny. That needs to be the next SNL skit. Passive aggressive girl. Passive aggressive parent. Yes. But you but, get a pap. Yes. There you go. <laughs> but I think that one important thing about being the revealed too is that in these four R's for consequences, we're not saying that you necessarily have to have a consequence for every single little infraction. Mm. Like in my household, the consequences are related to the household rules. So like we have one household rule. Uh, I think many of you have it. We uh, we don't lie. Right. Yeah. You don't you don't openly lie. And if you say you're going somewhere, that's where you're going. And if we find out later that you went somewhere like you, you took a you took an offshoot, like you had permission to go shopping at the mall. You went with your friend and then you guys decided to go to McDonald's, which was on the other side of a, of a busy street or maybe three blocks away before you went to the mall. 
And then later you come back and you're like, yeah, I went to McDonald's. Yeah. Hey, that's not what you had permission for. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that was an omission of truth. You know, you didn't tell me that. And it's, it's a conversation, but there are consequences for that. And there's some natural consequences for that, too. Like, I yeah. could think right away, like, your trust has just That's gone exactly down. exactly it. Like, so we had this happen recently in mm-hmm. our household, and we had a discussion about that. And it was like, hey, I now have, a, have trouble trusting you that you're going to do what you said you were going to do. And when we talked about the consequence, my my child, who I'm trying to leave nameless on this situation, knew that the consequence was, now next time they ask, I'm probably not going to say yes to letting them go out. Mm-hmm. Because broke my trust. They have now to kind I, of prove themselves again yeah, and get I mean, the trust we, back we, little by little. Yes, we have to rebuild that that trust. And that's going to be something that, again, when we brought it back, it was like, you know that this is a very important thing. You know that there would be a consequence for not telling the whole truth. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Big one. I want to play a game. We're going to play punishment or consequence. Oh, okay. Okay. So you play along with us and we'll give you the answer right after we do it. Okay, here we go. So your child leaves their bike outside and does not put it away and so you ban them from using their bike for a week punishment or consequence let's go through these four r's so first of all the first r related is it related is it related to the bike yeah yeah it's It's totally related related to to the bike two is it respectful to the child no no why would you say because you're taking away the child's bike yeah but they left it out they left it out, but it should be a, like a discussion with the child because it is Good technically point. their. So this is where it gets tricky. I'd mm-hmm. say like it's their possession. I gave them a bike. Yes. that That's their bike. I'm not saying they can do whatever they want with the bike, but it, there are some things that I'm overreaching if it's I were to. It's an area of gray. It's yes. not black and white. Yes. Yeah. So reasonable taking away for a week. Because they left the bike out once? Yeah. I don't feel like that's reasonable. I feel like, I feel like that's overreacting. Either. Yeah. It's acting in the heat of the moment because like you're so mad. You're like, if I have to put that bike away one more time. Like, I feel like if I left something outside and my spouse was to come back and take it away from me and say like, you can't use it again for a week. I'd be like, screw you. I'd be pretty mad. Yes. yes. I'd be like, how dare you? Yeah. Yeah. So. Not reasonable and revealed. That was not revealed in it advance. Was not revealed in advance. So that is definitely a punishment. Yeah. Do you have one? No. No. I thought we were doing this game. <laughs> it's like let's spring a, spring a game on Brie last minute. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. I was I trying to desperately figure out how to do like a ding sound. Ding ding ding. Ding ding ding. Yeah. Okay, I have one. I have another okay. one. So your child refuses to do their homework and in class gets in trouble with the teacher. Okay. So let's go through those four R's. Is it related? Not doing your homework and getting in trouble with a teacher? I would say so. I would say so. Yeah. Like being forced to like stay in during recess and do homework. You guys should see my very inquisitive, like, am I going to mess up on this no, on, on air? Okay. Okay. And the next one, respectful. <laughs> Working with Joanne is fun. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps you on your toes. <laughs> okay. So respectful. Respectful. So as a parent, you totally let a natural consequence happen. Right. I was going to say like, unless the teacher did the dunce cap in the classroom. Yeah. Which teachers don't do. Usually they just have them <laughs> stay in and do their homework. <laughs> right. Right. And that's a very, that's another thing too. Like when they come back to you and say they got in trouble with their teacher, definitely talk to them more and get more details out of what happened too. So yeah. that you know the whole story. If getting in trouble is like, oh, I had to stay in at recess and do my homework. Right. Yeah. If getting in trouble is being yelled at the yelled at in front of the entire class, and that's another yeah. issue. Yeah, but most teachers don't do that. Yeah, reasonable. It, it seems reasonable I because it, reasonable. it directly affects the teacher in the classroom setting. It doesn't affect me at home. Nope. 
uh, so reasonable is yet revealed. Hopefully it was revealed yeah. in advance. I would think that I would expect that. Yeah, I would expect teachers be like, if you miss homework, yeah. you have to stay in and do it. Because you knew you had homework to do. So just by like not having to enforce anything, they got a natural consequence. And you don't really need to follow up with it at home. No, not at all. It is actually kind of a like relief as a parent that you can mm-hmm. let these natural consequences happen. I let them happen with like forgetting library books. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Because because that library teacher, they get they just get the look. <laughs> or or for those kids that really love reading, <laughs> the shame of or sorry the the disappointment of not getting a second book or not being able to get a new book. Or for other kids, it's just the shame that all the other kids have books and you're standing in line with none, and everybody knows why. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I'm going to do something fun on my Instagram stories today. If you go to No Guilt Mom on Instagram, we're going to play this punishment or consequence game in the stories. So you can kind of test your knowledge to see if you know how to identify a punishment or a consequence. Uh, So go over there to Instagram. It's at No Guilt Mom. And until next time, remember, the best mom's a happy mom. Take care of you. Thanks so much for stopping by. Real truth alert, pregnancy, birth, and having a baby isn't all sunshine and rainbows. I wish it were, but the reality is that many people struggle and suffer through this time without the right help or even knowing what they're dealing with. I'm perinatal psychologist, Dr. Katayun Kayani, also known as Dr. Kat. My podcast, Mom in Mind, aims to shine a light on the difficult reality that so many hopeful and new parents experience and raise the volume on how we can better support mental health, which is a big part of our overall health. Episodes include personal stories from people who have healed through things like pregnancy and postpartum anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so much more. I also talk with specialists and experts who explain and educate on these conditions. All of this to support parents to know that they are not alone, that healing is possible, and there are resources that can help you today. Listen into Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health.